Do you have a half a mind? That's the topic for our podcast today, the Mind Control Resources Podcast.com. And welcome. And my name is Jim Nippenberg with Mind Control Resources.com and Mind Control Resources Podcast.com. So, have you ever heard someone say, I have half a mind to do this or half a mind to do that? And have you ever seen people that you think maybe they're only got half a mind? The thing is, a lot of us, and I've done this myself before, operate from only half a mind. That doesn't mean we don't use the whole thing, or both both halves, rather, but we don't necessarily use them together in an intelligent manner. For instance, the subconscious mind is the mind of habit. It's the pre-programmed mind. It's where you've got your habits, your repetition, pre-programmed beliefs that someone else has given you. Okay, and the conscious mind is the mind that's able to think and reason and rationalize um, and gather facts and make deductions from those facts. The subconscious mind takes a suggestion and comes up with reasons to support it. The conscious mind goes out and looks for sensory verifiable data and comes up with conclusions based on that. Now, it's possible for it to come up with incorrect conclusions, but that's how it works, okay? Um, it's also possible to come up with correct conclusions. An example would be um, we've operated for hundreds of years on Newtonian physics, uh, which is is good enough for some things, but for other things it's completely wrong, okay? So um, a person who, and you may even find people who are highly intelligent, have very good reasoning capabilities, um, have very good observational capabilities that sometimes seem irrational. Well, that's because they're working from the subconscious mind. Uh, we think of left and right brain thinking. Um, that's like an oversimplification because you have a frontal cortex. You have, you know, you have the different kinds of brains there. You get the reptilian brain, the mammalian brain. Okay, so you got at least three different parts to the brain. And you have a left hemisphere, you have a right hemisphere, but you have a, a visual cortex, you have a frontal cortex, you know, you have all these subdivisions of the brain. So when we think of left or right brain thinking, it's an oversimplification, but it's one that'll, that'll work for, for the, the explanation here. People, for instance, who are artists or musicians, have you ever noticed that sometimes they're a little bit weird or that they get their feelings out on their sleeve, they're offended easily, they're overly emotional a lot of times, but yet they're very good at what they do? Well, it's because they're primarily working from the half of mind that deals with those activities. And then there are other people who may be very brilliant but seem to have no common sense or they're very brilliant, but they get stuck in bad relationships, or um, they make bad decisions, that they, they, they don't have access to their intuition, they make decisions that seem right, but sometimes they don't turn out right. Sometimes you'll have like a couple, and, and I'm just going to use this as an example, it could work the other way, but let's say the man has thought out all the rational things, and he wants to make an investment, or a business partnership, or whatever, and then the woman who maybe doesn't have all those facts, um, says, yes, I know, dear, you've got all these facts written out, but I just have a bad feeling about that person. And the guy says, that's stupid, honey. 
And so he goes ahead and does it, and it turns out the partner or was a criminal or, the, you know, the, the investment was a bad deal and the guy lost everything. If he had listened to his wife, he would have had better results there. Then there are also the people who want to go out and they want to, they want to channel answers from the other side. You know, they want, to, they want to be a medium for some intelligence out there, whatever it is. And so they channel some spirit, give me advice on my money. And, and they don't bother to know that the, the spirit that they're channeling is someone who died broke, okay, or had bad habits or whatever. And they have no facts to support their decision, just this thing they channeled, and they come up with these airy-fairy ideas and they go bad. Well, if you look, go back and you read Thompson J. Hudson's book, The Law of Psychic Phenomena, and he had more than one book. This is the main one that, that we're um, dealing with here, though. Um, a person's intelligence is not all that it can be until they've combined the two minds together. Okay, now people talk about, well, I would rather get answers from my higher self. The problem there is you can't access that part of your mind, your superconscious mind, unless you've already hooked up the, the subjective and the objective or the conscious and subconscious, okay? So they both have to be activated in order to access that higher level. Um, one mind by itself is unbalanced. Um, so you need to be hooked up and balanced. So... What are some ways that you can do that? Well, one thing is to engage in activities that require that type of thinking. So that gives you practice activating both different minds, okay? For instance, doing music or art or something creative. Um, and not necessarily, you don't have to be a musician, but, you know, listening to music. And there are some types of music that are better than others. There are some types of music that actually hook your brain up. Okay, that are better for whole mind thinking, uh, thinking like classical music, um, Mozart, for example. So you take that and you go ahead and you hook your mind up. And so you can activate your conscious mind with things like uh, working with numbers, working with the five physical senses. Uh, now, there are people who are like math prod prodigies that can do math in their head. And it's, it's not even like writing it on a chalkboard in their head. It's like it's an instant thing. That is subconscious, okay? Now, that's different. That's instant access to it, okay? Normally what we're thinking about is sitting down and doing math or doing science projects or doing a, um, you know, counting sheep or something. Counting sheep would be one of those things that works both. Um, this is why when they do hypnosis, um, they have you count backwards a lot of times, depending on whose induction you're using, whose form of hypnosis. They'll have you count numbers backwards until you lose the numbers. When somebody loses the numbers, that means their conscious mind is out to lunch and their subconscious is still there responding, okay? Well, in that case, there are a lot of things you can do, and, and it's... You want to use the tool that you need for the job that you need. And instead of getting into all the reasons why you would want to do it that way instead, um, we're going to stay on topic for this one with working with whole mind. Um, there are advantages 
to being able to go down to deeper levels of mind. For instance, going from beta, which is waking consciousness, that's your conscious mind, beta awareness, going from there down to alpha and theta and delta even, activating delta. Most people like zonk out and they're in deep sleep at delta, at primary delta brainwave, but you can activate more of them and you can get better at activating more and more of them. Swami Rama who's someone that um, they tested at SRI, SRI back when they were doing their remote viewing uh, uh, research back then, um, they found out that he could consciously go to Delta, which is something they didn't think anybody could do. They had him hooked up to EEG equipment, and he could go down to deep Delta. And he could describe in a, in a multi-story building everything that was going on in each of the rooms. He could see people in different rooms and describe what was going on in those rooms without physically being there. He was physically in another room, okay? Most people are in deep, deep sleep at Delta, but he was able to go down there consciously because of training. Okay, now, when people lose the numbers, lose the numbers it's the subconscious mind that's awake and aware and the conscious mind is out to lunch okay so we want to train to have awareness if you've ever woke up and you um you know you had a dream and you can't remember it it's because you passed through the alpha back up to awake and you didn't have that bridge there for the awareness or you woke up too quickly Okay, but by training to go down to deeper levels of mind with awareness, you can wake up and remember the dream. Um, there are other things that you can do. Um, for instance, your subconscious mind is, is good with spatial type things. The other day, well, this was yesterday. Nope, it was Saturday, two days ago. Okay, two days ago, I started to go to the kitchen to get something. And somebody said something to me, and by the time I got in the kitchen, I could not remember what it was I was going to do. So I turned around. I went back to where I was when I knew what it was I want, wanted, physical location. And I looked down to access that feeling. And as I got into that spot and into that posture that I was in previously, see, your your this is like a state-dependent thing, state-dependent learning or state-dependent recall. As I got back into that state, I remembered what it was I wanted. Okay, so I wanted the Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. I can't say Worcestershire sauce, so I always say Worcestershire sauce. Does that make sense? Okay, but I wanted the Worcestershire sauce to put on the, the table. And I had forgotten it by the time I got to the kitchen, so I went back to where I had the memory and I got into that position. This is why people, for instance, who are alcoholics and they have an accident or they do something stupid, they can't remember it when they're sober. As soon as they get drunk again, they remember it. <clears throat> it's a state-dependent thing. They only have access to half their brain at that time. <clears throat> but by being able to hook up the whole mind, then you have access to both types of reasoning ability. Um, so, for instance, when you're doing a remote viewing or remote influencing case, if you have a whole mind hookup, or you have both halves hooked up at least, at the very least, okay, hooked up and balanced, you can say, 
I want to zoom in on X and examine X more closely, or you're scanning Susie's aura or or Fred's aura or whatever, and you sense something, and you go, I want to know what that means. Okay, so instead of just getting data, you're asking rational questions. These are things that you would normally need a handler to come back and say. So if I'm working a project that's that's valid for me, and I get, like for instance, I was doing a, a remote influencing case once upon a time where I was going to have a meeting with my manager at work at a job I used to have. And as I was doing the Dream Invader for that meeting to turn out well, I noticed that we got into an argument and it didn't work well. And I asked myself the magic question, what do I need to do instead? Now, if I would have been totally in the subjective mind, I could not have thought of that question to ask it. I needed the conscious mind awareness to know there's a problem here. What do I need to do to solve it? Now, by the way, arguing at level does not solve it. It brings both people, it, well, it brings yourself up. Arguing brings yourself up to conscious mind, trying to argue something. Okay, it also brings the other person, if you're in person, up to conscious mind. Basically what happens is with remote influence is you start arguing with them, you lose rapport. Okay, does that make sense? And so then whatever you're doing doesn't work as well once you're arguing with them. So you want to avoid that. Have you ever had a time where you, um, you won the argument rationally but the other person still didn't change their mind and they were still and they were mad at you instead okay that's because doing argument that way with something that's based on emotion people make emotional decisions and emotional beliefs and trying to argue with them doesn't fix it it only maybe wins the argument which just makes them even more upset okay but when you're at level and you try to argue, whether it's with yourself or the person that you got up on your mental screen or that you're pretending that you're there with right now as if you're there with them in person, however you want to describe it, when you do argument, it pulls yourself up out of the correct level of mind into higher beta, into more beta-type awareness. It brings you back up out of state into beta, and it also breaks rapport with the other person. So, you know, trying to convince Susie to like you or trying to convince the business owner to like you um, is, is a futile type of experiment. What you want to do instead is have them imagining things that are natural for their processes of liking. For instance, the two of you breathing together, matching, mirroring. Oh, we're like each other. We understand each other. Okay. Does that make sense? So... You have left brain activities and you have right brain activities, and you can train both levels of the mind with, or both sides of the mind with, with that, with each type of activity. Another thing that you can do to balance them is to cross your arms in front of you in an X, you know, like I've got one palm on, on a bicep and the other palm on the other bicep. Now I'm going to alternately slap in time. And I don't know if you can hear that on the recording or not, but I'm alternating back and forth, 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 back and forth. Another thing I can do is figure eights, okay? So this helps to balance the two. Now the way we do it when we go to level is that we relax the body, we relax the mind, 
and we deepen, go down to a deeper level of mind. This is something that happens with habit, okay? And rehearsal, we get good at it over time, and we practice going to deeper levels of mind. What happens is then, once you've got your left and right hooked up and you go to a deeper level of mind, you have access to more whole mind thinking, where you have access to your superconscious mind or to higher intelligence uh, where you may even get answers that you didn't know that you had access to, okay? Sometimes this is information that you don't even know. So, for instance, um, something that I've studied or seen before, my subconscious has access to that somewhere. There are things that I didn't ever know, okay? At least not this time around. And sometimes these things will pop into my head and I'll get an answer from higher intelligence, from my superconscious mind, if you will, okay? Or however you want to think of it. But the point is you can't get to that point unless you've got the whole mind hookup. You can't consciously get there unless you have the whole mind hookup, okay? So um, what we do then is, so like I said, we, we bridge our levels of awareness so that we can keep our conscious awareness at even deeper, deeper levels of mind so that we can respond to the information. What does this mean? Or what do I need to do? What do I need to do to fix this? Or what should I do? Sometimes the answer is to do something else. Sometimes the answer is here are three or five or ten ways you can fix this. A good idea with a project is I have project X. I want result X. So I'm going to go to level. I'm going to hook up my whole mind, and I'm going to ask, what are three things or five things that I can do right now to take action on to get to this goal? Okay. Now, sometimes you'll get all the answers. Sometimes you'll get enough answers to get you started, and you won't get the other answers until you've already taken action. So remember that action is something that happens in the physical realm. You have to consciously, you have, we have to do something, okay? Um, a lot of times people are doing things and they're not conscious of them, but I have to take the answers that I've got and I have to choose to do something with them and I have to take action. And sometimes you, you don't get more answers until you take that action, okay? So I hope this podcast has been helpful for you. If you have comments or questions, uh, feel free to comment um, on the blog post. Um, the, if you're getting this on iTunes or somewhere else, the blog is on uh, mindcontrolresourcespodcast.com. I do hold all comments for, for moderation because we get, you know, all those spam comments, and I want to make it a good experience for you when you visit the site. So <clears throat> don't be surprised if your comment doesn't go live right away. I'll get back to it and approve your comments. So um, as long as they're appropriate, you know, so if you have questions, comments, go ahead and, and feel free to, to ask. My other website um, is our mindcontrolresources.com and dreaminvaders.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast.